has promised me, and He made that promise happen. When I was an old man, He gave me Isaac. And He said the future, future generations are going to be blessed through Isaac. I understand that God is holy, but I can't make that work with God's graciousness. I understand that God is just, but I know God wants a connection with me. I know He wants to justify me. Abraham would have known something else. Like every ancient Near Eastern Jew would have known. Abraham would have known that the sacrifice of Isaac could not fully pay his family's sin debt. It was just a, it was a symbol. It couldn't fully pay it. This is why they, they had dramatic ceremonies annually to, to sacrifice every year for the sins of the people. And then throughout the year when there were terrible incidences in the life of a family, they would go up individually and sacrifice. That whole system of sacrifices was a daily sometimes, certainly monthly, and absolutely annual reminder that these bulls and these goats cannot satisfy our family's sin debt to God. And Abraham would have known that sacrificing his son Isaac couldn't. It couldn't satisfy his family's sin debt. But if, if Abraham had stood at the cross, Abraham would have known. Oh, that's where holiness and grace meet. That's how God can be both just and the justifier. That's how a God of command can also give promise. Because in Jesus, our sin debt was finally satisfied fully. And Abraham would have been able to say, oh, I get it. I get it. And that's what you and I get to say this morning. You and I get to say, wow, I get it. As we take this meal, we get to say, I get it. This is how God's fierce holiness, His terrible holiness, and His unimaginable grace come together. Because He laid His only Son on another stick of wood on what most scholars believe was the same mountain. And he went through with what he didn't ask Abraham to go through with. He killed his only son so that the sin debt of all families could finally be satisfied and paid. Um, Don Richardson was a missionary in the 60s in uh, Southeast Asia. And he stumbled on a... Uh, he, initially, his, his ministry was really slow. Thank you, Terry. But um, he felt like he, he... Something happened in one of the tribes that he was uh, working among. 
that he believed was an opportunity from God. And uh, he, he kind of, he turned that incident into what really was a, uh, a piece of his theology. And he wrote a book called Peace Child, in which he suggested that in every culture God places, in every culture, God puts an imprint in every culture that allows that culture to understand who he is and what he's done in Jesus. You know, Richardson um, would say that he was, uh, he was looking for that imprint in the tribal culture that he was working among. And then at one point, things in the tribe got dangerous. And I think Richardson had to move out for a while. There was a war between the two tribes. And uh, in that, the, the, I don't know how long it lasted, there were battles between the two tribes. And um, at the end, one tribe is a little overwhelmed by the other tribe. So uh, the one tribe has to sue for peace with the other tribe. This is their way of surrendering. And uh, they did so with a peace child. So the king of the surrendering tribe has to send his oldest child to the victorious tribe to do with whatever they want. Custom had it that what they would usually do is marry them to uh, the, someone of the opposite sex that belonged to the king of this tribe, but it was not unknown over the centuries for them to kill them. And there was no recourse for the surrendering tribe. And Richardson knew that he had his illustration. He had his cultural touch point. Because in effect, uh, that's what God did. You know, I, I talked several weeks ago, and we were talking about those weird covenant ceremonies early in, earlier in Genesis. I, I talked about how God had satisfied both sides of the covenant, both sides of the relationship with us. God had done his part in being faithful, but he had also done our part. He, he had lived perfectly and then finally satisfied the the debt of sin by going to the cross and dying for us. He did both sides. So God was both the victor and the one who surrendered. He gave the peace child. I think maybe more than any other incident in Old Testament history, maybe human history, God has laid here the uh, cultural tracks that would allow us to understand what he did in Christ he asked Abraham to sacrifice his one and only son, and not out of duty, but out of faith. Abraham said, okay, I don't understand, but okay. They get up on the mountain. He ties Abraham down. Go read this again this afternoon, and I want you to notice, unlike maybe any other story in the Scripture, notice how beautifully written this is and how much the action slows down. And we get the dialogue between Abraham and Isaac. And Father, <laughs> you can imagine, Father, um, the wood is here, the fire is here, the altar is here, where is the lamb? 
and parentheses, why am I tied up on top of this wood? And Abraham says, God himself will provide a lamb. And he did. And he did. Let's pray.